0: Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us here today. Well, D, it's the first time in a while we don't have a game to preview or break down, but the conversation that we talked a little bit about at the end of last of our last show revolves around what went wrong for the Titans. There's been a lot of conversation about the Titans and Offensive coordinator Todd Downing and quarterback Ryan Tannehill. D and I are going to break that down a little bit and try to figure out if uh, there, there's any common ground there, but we'll we'll just let it flow and see what happens. But it sucks that the season is over and we're not preparing for the AFC Championship, but it is what it is. And uh, hopefully as we set up for this offseason, we will have more opportunities to look to some greatness in the future, but D and I are going to get started but before we do that i want to ask do you believe and believe in titans is presented by bet online bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting gear as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website so sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. At this time, I'd like to welcome in Denard Walker. Denard, how are you doing today, sir?
1: Debo, what's going on? How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing well, obviously. I'm still trying to take in the fact that the season is over. I really wish we had a couple more weeks, but I understand that uh, for majority of the teams, us included now, that that is not the case. And so now we have to start looking forward. And, you know, all things considered, I'm I'm, I'm doing well.
1: That's good. I mean, I'm glad you're doing a lot better than the other day. Cause uh, you was really working my last nerve, <laughs> but I open up uh, this podcast, and I like to say congratulations to the San Francisco 49ers and uh, their head coach, uh, one of my good friends, Cal Shanahan. I've been knowing Cal since he was about 16 years old. He used to come out uh, when I played in Denver, and he'd be running routes with the receivers. You know, Kyle went to the University of Texas as a wall receiver. So congratulations to the Shanahan family and your boy, McVeigh. Vay is back, uh, the Rams, and congratulations to Coach McVeigh and, of course, Matthew Stafford. I've watched him in high school. Uh, I went to Holland Park High School here in Dallas. And Mr. Patrick Mahomes, the prod of Tyler, Texas, congratulations to him and Andy Reid. This is their fourth, what is it, they be four times in a row they will host the AFC Championship in Kansas City. And this is not the same team we saw in Nashville. And uh, last but not least, the Cincinnati Bengals and Zach Taylor. And, of course, their great quarterback, Joe Burrow. So congratulations, four teams. I can empathize. I've been in their shoes before. It's a heck of an accomplishment. It's hard, D, to get to this stage uh, especially in national football, one of the toughest things to that a team can, when they have to go through a season, especially 17 games, and knowing there's only four of you left, it's a heck of, a, heck of an accomplishment.
0: It is, and uh, Titans were there a couple of years ago, and uh, hoping we could get back this year, but that, as I mentioned, uh, not in the cards. But I do know that earlier on Monday, the team did sign some players to uh, futures contracts, we got safety, Jamal Carter, offensive lineman, Christian DeLaro, tight end Austin Fort, offensive lineman, Derwin Gray, quarterback, Kevin Hogan, wide receiver, Cody Hollister, linebacker, Joe Jones, wide receiver, Mason Kinsey, offensive lineman, Daniel Munyer, offensive lineman, Jordan Ruse, and linebacker, Tuzar Skipper. Uh, so those guys uh, are going to have an opportunity come training camp to make this roster and help this team out as uh, they prepare for the 2022 season. Denard, I know that I was definitely uh, very frustrated with how things ended in our last game, and I know in our podcast, I, you could tell the frustration was boiling over. I, I think I did a good job of not tipping my hand too much about what I thought about the quarterback situation. I know you obviously have a very uh, grounded stance, and and I don't expect, uh, at least right now, you moving from, from where you're at. I understand that the Titans did go... 12-5 and five this season, they were the number one team in the AFC and back-to-back AFC South championships. But one of the things that I I witnessed this year, and it goes back to just me thinking about the year in review, I do believe that this team definitely embodied the next man up mentality. They were always focusing on even if somebody does go down, we have people that are capable of stepping into that role. And for the most part, the Titans were able to be successful at the end of the day during the regular season the problem however was that once the playoffs got here things did not go well and some of the people that you had on your staff really did struggle and it caused this team to ultimately go home sooner than they would have liked to and i know denard that as a former player you're going to say that well it falls on everyone in that locker room to make sure that that doesn't happen while that is true, some players might make mistakes during a game to where it makes it more difficult. And so I'm going to look at this from an overview standpoint. I still like Ryan Tannehill. I, I expect Ryan Tannehill back Are on the sure? team. Are
1: you yes, sure? You sure yes. you still like him? Okay. I still,
0: I still like Ryan. <laughs> I don't believe he could ever win a Super Bowl, but I still like Ryan. That was what my realization was. Uh, This weekend after after watching that game. It's as much as I think Ryan's good He can be a game manager type role, but when you look at all the quarterbacks that We view being at that great level moving forward they have to have something that can take their game to the next level and They have to have that it factor and the biggest thing for Ryan and he can have great regular seasons There's a lot of quarterbacks that have great regular seasons, but once the postseason gets here They're not able to be successful. And unfortunately, I think Ryan Tannehill definitely falls into that category because come playoffs, he is not able to protect the ball or be big in the moments where you need him to show out like you would see with a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or even Joe Burrow for what we saw on Saturday. The guy took nine sacks, was hit at least 13 times. That's at least with the whistle being Blown, there were a couple of times where there was a timeout, there was a delay game, and he still got hit. While it, it boiled down, he was able to get his team in field goal range uh, with a few seconds left to go and ultimately hit the game winner to send Cincinnati yeah, on to the next round.
1: Players, yeah, some of his players, I don't mean to cut you off, but again, when you talk about oh, back in the first quarter when Jamar Chase you know, breaks that tackle, it was just a little flare pass. It's what you call like a RPO. He just throws it out there and let Jamar. He made a play. Christian Fulton so once again and I don't mean to say that I'm not cutting you off and you also you have to look at that I mean that's what end up they went up six to zero and also you look at the third quarter they got the running game going you talk about Joe Mixon he came alive we talk about Tennessee uh this season that it's the third quarter that's really hurt this team even when you know Tennessee is a team that comes out The first half, you look at the game against the Rams and they establish their DNA. They run, they pound you, and they play defense. If you look at the game against Pittsburgh the first half, look at the way that they dominated the Steelers team. I thought it was gonna be a hundred to nothing the way they put the ball on them. You can go back the game against Miami. That's the theme of the season, has been the third quarter, and that's where the Bengals took control of this game because they end up going up sixteen to six. And what I love about Tennessee is the fact that they have no quit in them. And what I love about it is through all of the adversity, put themselves in position to win. I know when, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is having this, he's going through it and Tom Brady's going through it. And I know the focal point is the play of the quarterback, but I still believe that this is a team game. That means that it's each guy uh collectively makes up the whole and each guy as well as the coaches i mean we can go back and i know ryan didn't have his best game but again if you're mike vrabel you have to ask yourself hey did i make the right choice or excuse me did i make the right decision and starting derrick henry you talking about some key uh downs you talk about the fourth down the fourth and one in the fourth quarter you talk about on the goal when Tennessee scored the first touchdown, they tied it up six to six and then instead of kicking the extra point, get like Boomer said, if you don't have to go for two points, if they would have just got the one point and let Randy kick it through the fights, Davey, in the fourth quarter, literally, they're up what 17-16, and you had you would have to uh put the game on a rookie kicker who who had a great game. Game. He was their X Factor, McPherson, out of Florida. But once again, it's a total team loss. And I'm going to tell you something. Coaches, they have to be accountable because if I'm Mike Bull, I'm sitting back saying, you know what? If, if, if I can't, if our team can't convert on fourth and short, we don't deserve to win. And not to mention that was Coach Vrabel's decision to and the game was tied in the first quarter six to six. So everybody. Everybody has to be accountable. Hold themselves accountable for the lost uh, Saturday, and you also have to give credit to Cincinnati,
0: Denard I've really taken a step back, and I've tried to look at things coming off of the loss. And while it's frustrating, I'm trying to take a a rational approach. View everything, and, and whenever I take everything into full perspective, I still like Ryan Tannehill. Don't get me wrong, I do realized that he has been able to do something that this team has been not able to do since the 60s whenever you're talking about back-to-back division championships. And I, I expect Ryan Tannehill to be back next year. My problem, though, is after this game against Cincinnati, what I realized is Ryan is not capable of elevating his game to where this team could win a Super Bowl with him. And you could come back and you could say, all right, well, that's ultimately the goal is to win Super Bowl. So what do you do if, if, if you don't think he can do that? Well, it's like, well, you also have to think about of it having a a replaceable option. And right now, I don't necessarily think you would be able to go out and get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, who are the two guys that I, I think—
1: Oh, no. Yeah, and both of them, what, he, Aaron Rodgers got knocked out of the playoffs and Russell Wilson didn't make it to the playoffs— And not mention the Titans finish what 12 and 5, number one in the AFC and a number one seed. That's going to be the solution going out and get Russell Wilson, who's what on the trading from Seattle. I mean, do you think that that's the way it works in this league? It's about chemistry, it is about chemistry. And and how do you know that Russell Wilson will fit into the Titans system? And what and you think Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you think that that's going to be the solution you're going to take? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is. What are we saying about uh, Mr. Tannehill right now? We're talking about how great he's been over the course of this season. In in the regular uh, considering season, considering the fact that he's had to use what uh, a different in the regular season. What is he two and three over the last few years? He's led this team to an AFC championship. He took over from Marcus Mariota. That's really who was everybody was anticipating taking Tennessee to the next level was Marcus Mariota, but that didn't work out. Marcus now. Uh, He's in Las Vegas. But, Davey, I'm going to defend Ryan Tannehill because it is hard in this league to finish number one in the AFC. They had chances to win that game. Davey, we can go back and we can try to place blame on the quarterbacks because that's what people do. They try to place the blame on Tom Brady. Well, Tom, are you finished? Well, what happened? It, It goes back again. You look at the game against Green Bay, I mean, Green Bay, San Francisco, Aaron Rodgers, where what happened there? Again, that's the quarter. That's the play of the quarterback. They take all of the heat when things go down. But sometimes coaches, coaches, again, I go to Mike Vrabel, the first play, what was the first time the Titans scored in the first quarter? It's six to six. Why not just kick the field goal? If you kick the field goal, let's say the game played like it played out. Uh, going down to the wire. Well, the Titans are winning 17-16. And then you have a, what, a rookie kicker, McPherson. And then all of a sudden, look at that. You got a rookie, and he's going to try to hit a 54-yarder to win the game. Don't you think that his nerves would be just a little bit up, 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 then saying, well, if I miss, at least we go to overtime? I mean, that's 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 a coach's decision. And not to mention, it wasn't so much, of going for the two point convert. I don't know why he did that, but that's on Coach Rabel. But you think about the fourth and one. Davey, when I watched this game, and I don't want to take over this podcast because I love you, but again, you know who I thought about? You know who I thought about? You, you know, sometimes they say that history sometimes repeats itself all the time. Okay. I'm going to go back to a game. I'm going to go back all long long time ago, and there was a quarterback by the name of Thomas Edward Brady in 2001. Do you know what he did in 2001?
0: Uh, He ultimately won a a Super Bowl. His second year
1: in the National Football League. He won the Super Bowl. But do you remember, do you think that Thomas Edward Brady was the face of that franchise that year? No, he definitely wasn't. Who was the face of that franchise? Wait, 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 wait. Who was the face of that franchise that year? Drew Drew Bledsoe. Let, let, Let me say this. What Derrick Henry – okay, listen. What Derrick Henry is to Tennessee is what Drew Bledsoe was to New England. He was a $100 million quarterback, and he was the face of that franchise. What happened was Drew got hurt. Now, during the playoffs, this is why I love Bill Belichick. He had a tough decision. This is where, this is where head coaches earn their money. When Drew Bledsoe went down in the regular season, Thomas – Thomas. Tom Brady stepped in and played great and led that team – Uh, Deep into the playoff, the problem D was Tom Brady got hurt before the AFC Championship game against Pittsburgh. So again, who goes into what was that? Was it Three Rivers? That wasn't Three Rivers, but in old Pittsburgh Stadium, I can't remember. They go into Pittsburgh that year for the AFC Championship game. Guess who's starting that quarterback? Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Guess who leads that team to the Super Bowl? Bledsoe. Guess who ends up starting the Super Bowl? Tom Brady ends up starting the Super Bowl. That is a coach's decision. We go back Saturday. We I mean, again, I love Derrick Henry, but we talked about this. Davey, you got Deontay Foreman. We talked about game speed. There's a difference between simulated practices and then get and then having that translate to the game. We talked about how good Deontay Foreman gets. The more carries he gets, the stronger he gets. Davey, he's in football shape. He's in football mode, speed. Look at the game against Miami, 26 carries, 132 yards. The game against Houston two weeks ago, 21 carries, 69 yards. And Pittsburgh, he gassed that defense, 22 carries, 108 yards. And let's go way back to New England, 19 carries, 109 yards. And Davey. You know why you can't blame Ryan? Because in this league, if you can't convert on fourth and one, fourth and one, you don't deserve to win this game. So you have to give credit to Cincinnati. But again, you think about it. They gave wait wait wait. They gave the ball twice to Derek on a what? On the goal line, he didn't get in. They gave it to him on the fourth and one with the game on the line when it was tied 16 to 16. He didn't make it one yard. So you can't blame everything on Ryan. I, I don't blame everything take, on Ryan. Okay, but again, accountability lies with each player. And it all, it starts at the top. So Mike Rabel needs conversion. Maybe if I had Deontay. Or what about the fourth and one? Just maybe, David, that Deontay Foreman would have got that one yard and now we go down and score. But that's not the case. So once again, everybody in that locker room has to be accountable. They have to hold themselves accountable for this loss. Not just Ryan Tannehill. D- yes, Dinar, he could have played better. But again,
0: let, let me ask you this question. If if the Tennessee Titans have zero turnovers in that game, zero turnovers,
1: do you think they beat Cincinnati? Okay, no. This is why. Cincinnati had no turnovers. They only had one, one turnover led to points. That was the first interception of the game, right? Yes. Right. There you go. What would have been the score? What, let's just say if it played out. We can talk about all these scenarios all we want to. What is it, 16-16? Well, Denard,
0: no, if, if okay, let's, you can take that back, but if you don't have the first one, you, you don't give them three points. Wait, but,
1: okay, if you don't have listen, the second one. Wait wait, 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 but listen, why, don't, why are we sitting here when we talk about the playoff? Why don't we give Cincinnati some credit, Davey? These guys came in and played. Davey, let me tell you something. At halftime, what was the score? It was 9-6, to six, right? Yes. This is a team, Davey, when you're young, that coming into this game, they're 9-1 over the course of this season and postseason before the game Saturday. Davey, when they have a lead at halftime, they've only lost once this season. So, so that, that tells you, what does that do? That breeds confidence. David, we don't know how this thing could have turned out. I want to, I want to change my statement. I was, I was wrong. On top,
0: I, I was wrong. They actually had two turnovers that led the points. They had the first three, and then they had the final three. And also, if you're the Titans and Ryan doesn't have the second pick, you're at the you're in first and goal when he has that interception. So yeah. at minimum, you get a field goal attempt. And listen, part of this is on Todd Downing, but but the bigger issue, and, and I know you alluded to the Tom Brady situation back in 2001, but the thing is you have to have a quarterback that is extremely dynamic in today's game to go and win at this level whenever you look at it come playoff time. And the big thing, and I understand what the Titans' identity is, the Titans' identity is they want to run the ball and play good defense. But in the playoffs, what we have seen... If we cannot establish the run, Ryan Tannehill is not capable of taking over and making the plays necessary to will this team to victory. And
1: so that's oh, why oh, I've came oh, to the realization so, but, in the but playoffs. Cincinnati have what? How, how many yards Cincinnati have rushing? How many that's, yards? That's not, they how that's not how but they're. That's not how they built. No 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 no. How many yards did they have rushing Saturday? It was like they had seven at halftime.
0: It was like sixty yards rushing,
1: sixty yards rushing, and around they that, found a way to win the game.
0: That's not their identity. Their Pounded identity. Did, Joe Burrow didn't win it by himself, did he? He was. If if they didn't have Joe Burrow, they would not have won that game. They had to have a quarterback I, like Joe Burrow to win that he game. He was
1: consistent, but again, he took a pounding that game. He didn't put up some gaudy numbers that were like he had over three hundred and forty
0: passing. They I know he did. didn't have a
1: touchdown. We're, we're okay. I I understand what you're saying, but again. I don't, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to place the game on one player. I, I just, can't do you, that don't, you don't, you ha- don't it's not, had, it's not just wait, 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 wait. On him. Tennessee had opportunities. We continue to, we're, we're at odds because you're looking at it. Be, let me ask you something. Last year, this is the same quarterback that took this team to an ASC championship two years ago, right? Am I right? Yes. Am I right or wrong? Okay. Let's go back to the game last year. He took it to, he took them to Was the that championship. All of the of Ryan?
0: No, but he, if you had a capable quarterback you should have won that game. My thing with uh, the going to the AFC championship oh. game, you had a running back get you over 150 yards in both those first games. If you don't have that and then once we saw once the running game got shut down, Ryan wasn't able to step up and elevate His play in Kansas City, and this isn't just a Ryan problem. The first two years, you had Arthur Smith. My biggest issue: I don't see a reason why you need to bring Todd Downing back. Todd Downing actually had a terrible year when I go back and look at it. Because Dinar, you talk about Kyle Shanahan, right? You you mentioned him earlier in the pod. Kyle Shanahan does a great job of drawing up plays and being able to score early on. How many play? How many points do you think the Titans this year put up on the opening drive? Uh,
1: What What is what's the number?
0: It's 17, 17, and that's in 17 games in 17 games. They were only able to score 17 points on the opening drive, which is an execution by your offensive coordinator being able to script. And here's the thing. And you want to talk about tendencies. When we go back to the last podcast, you're like that first interception. That was not on Ryan. That was on a tendency and Cincinnati saw that ahead of time. No, that's on Todd Downing.
1: That's on That's my fault because when I went back and looked at the play again, Uh, What happened was the way that the alignment was, the safety made a great play. Davey, listen, in this league, you know, what what we try to do is when there's a loss, we continue to harp and say, well, what contributed to those losses? You know, it's like when we went down and beat Jacksonville. I can remember 1999 and Tom Conklin had this dejected look on his face. And what he couldn't do was he couldn't say congratulations to the Titans organization He's set back and he pointed out all the flaws that they made that game rather than saying that Tennessee just came in and they beat us. And that's what I don't do. And you know what? There are times where you might have one guy that really just plays sloppy and that's inexcusable. And that guy has to take accountability. But at the end of the day, if you're this Titans organization, you can talk about you can talk about, well, you know, this season, they didn't score in the first drop. We can go back and talk about that and then we'll be here all day long. The problem, Davey, is that when you get into playoffs, if you don't capitalize on the opportunities that present themselves, you will not win in this game. That's just the way it works come playoffs because you've got to think about this playoffs, you either win or you go home. That's just the way it works.
0: That is 100% true. You win or you go home. And, and we're at home. And I, I'm sitting back there. And again, like, the, the one thing I'm saying, Denard, is I expect Ryan to be back next year. You look at his salary, the amount of dead money that you would have if you were to cut him, because like, like, that's not, a, that's not a, a reason. It's whether you could possibly yeah. trade him. But if I'm general manager John Robinson and my goal is to make this a better team, do I think Ryan Tannehill can win me a Super Bowl? And I think you have to sit back and you have to say, when the games get big in the playoffs, he has not been able. And that's going to be the narrative. Whether it's right or it's wrong, you have to agree that the narrative around Ryan Tannehill is that he cannot win these big games. If the running game does not show up, he is not capable of, one, protecting the ball, and then, two, leading drives when it matters most.
1: David, can I ask you a question? You can, yes. L- okay, the first drive of the third quarter by Cincinnati, what did they end up doing? Can you just tell me? Because I got, have this little Yes,
0: play. they got their only touchdown of the game.
1: They got their own. How did they get their? touchdown of the game
0: they had a a balanced attack but it was primarily Primarily they got into the end zone by running it in the end zone there
1: you go say that again they got in the end zone
0: by running it in the end zone
1: that's right and let me just tell you about this I'm, I'm gonna tell you about this play because that's where they actually at least in my opinion they won the football game Davey it was at that what was it nine to six going into the third quarter when they went and scored, they had seven yards rushing at halftime, seven, seven yards by a great running back by the name of Joe Mixon out of the University of Oklahoma. That second, what they did that second half, that third quarter, that first series, they took over, they took control of the game. They start running the football. What Zach Taylor did is he found a niche. He found something in that defense. They, you think about it. You have seven yards rushing in the first half. You come back on one drive alone, they almost have 50 yards rushing on that one drive. Davey, listen, they put their hands in Joe Mixon. That really was the difference maker, getting those hard uh, runs, again, capitalizing. They were able to capitalize on that series on third down. They hit T. Higgins to continue to sustain those drives. Davey, that's what you have to have is balance in this league. You can't just sit back and say, hey, uh Tom, throw the ball a hundred times and let's win. That's not the way it works. And what, let me tell you, and also Debo, I go back to Bill Belichick and, and I go back to 2001. One thing I love about Bill Belichick, it's about the team. It's not one individual. I mean, you think about it, the fourth and one, I remember we talked about that. They're going to have to have what I call like a signature, a play in the game where it's like, okay, it's like a drive. We talked about that in the Houston game. Do you remember in the fourth quarter when, tw- before Tennessee's put that 28 points? Remember Ryan was able to elude the defender, get out of that on a third down. And then he hit, what was that? Nick Westbrook a for the first down. And then what happened? They end up scoring. So the same thing happened Saturday. Davey, there was a fourth and one. You think about it. And you said it best. I mean, when I thought about what you said, you was, you was right on that series. Just think about it. They would be up. If they would have just kicked the field goal and got the extra point, it's 17-16. At that point, what are they doing? If they convert, they're running out the clock. Instead, they turn the ball over on downs. They give they do. the ball back to they Cincinnati, and, and Cincinnati found a way to win the game. So give credit to Cincinnati. No, Zach Taylor, I'm, I'm giving them they some found credit. a way to win.
0: They they surprised me. I didn't think their defense was going to be as good as it was. But oh, they were good. I, and... Here's the thing on the third and one, on the fourth and one, you talk about tendencies. This is where I get really frustrated with Todd Downing. Everyone in that stadium, I stood up there, I was buzzed, and I said, Uh-oh. I said, it yeah, was I, what? I was buzzed. I, I, I was like, <laughs> I had to, had to find Danny a way to warm Hudson. myself up. I know, but I said, <laughs> I said to everyone next to me, they are going to do the read option and Ryan's going to keep it and I don't think he's going to get it. And the defense knew what Todd Downing was going to do in that situation. I wish they would have gone with the quarterback sneak because that has been very effective. But but the thing yeah. now, Denard, and I, right. I know it's a lot different than when you played, but you look at how more efficient the offenses are as far as high poweredness, like they are just trying to put up thirty something points a game where it like I think back to those battles that you all had with the Ravens and those were always grinded out yeah, slug grind out. where there weren't many points scored. But in today's NFL, you, you can't You can't have that be the case if you're wanting to win a Super Bowl, because nowadays the quarterback and and if it is and I understand like I think the Titans are more in line with that Bill Belichick early two thousands teams that you wanted to have, but the thing was Tom Brady wasn't having three interceptions in a game, and and that's where it's it's like that's what frustrated me about against me. Those were in go separate years. <laughs> separate years. I've given you plenty of credit for. Oh,
1: I know. I just like to hear that sometimes. <laughs> I know,
0: but but and, and this is why I'm just frustrated with Ryan because you can say that the defense made a good play, but if you go back and you're the quarterback in these situations, sometimes you have to know that the pass is just not there to be completed, and you don't throw it. And and Debo, go ahead. Debo, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say if if you don't have turnovers like that, this team is good enough to win. And that's why whenever I talk about Ryan having to elevate his play, it's if the running game's not going and Derrick Henry's not going off. Like, Because Derrick Henry had below 75 yards in this 62. game. In this game, and he only had, yard. Oh, and he, only had and he only had 40 last year. And this year, I get, like, obviously, he wasn't healthy. And I don't like the coaching decision to not play Deontay Foreman. So, I'm not solely blaming this on Ryan Tannehill. My that, point what? for Ryan, I, I, I said that from the beginning. My thing with Ryan is I've realized he's not capable of taking the team to a Super Bowl. And I said you also have to have a value of... Uh, a possible replacement and i don't necessarily think there's one out there right now that the titans can a afford or b get through a
1: trade well if that's the case what what about the running back so shouldn't we be on the running back as well you just said uh he had well below his average 20 carries for 62 yards and we're not going to give him a pass because he's been hurt if he's out there that means he's healthy so if how many yards did he have against baltimore last year 40. That's 40. Do you know why? They, do you know again? why he that, had that? Because wait, 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 wait. he had 40 yards rushing last year against Baltimore in the division in that first game uh, in the playoffs. And what happened to Tennessee? We lost. What happened? They lost.
0: But do you know they why? Lost, but but, that's, go, but that's my point. But that's my point is if the game plan for every other team is okay. All we have to do is take their run game away. Ryan Tannehill is not capable of beating us. That is literally the game plan that those coaches sitting there and say. They're like, all right, all we have to do, we have to find a way to make it to where their running game cannot get going. If if it is on Ryan Tannehill to beat us, he's not going to be able
1: to. You know that as much as I do. But also, you can look at it this way. Okay, if you look at it Saturday. So you think about this, and, and you know what? I love Joe Burrow. He's an LSU guy, but the score was 9-6. to six. Going into the third quarter, let's just say if the defense that was dominating uh, the Cincinnati's interior line the whole first half where they have five sacks uh, in the first qu- in the first half alone, and I, I'm not even going to repeat how they beat them down in the first half, but just think about it. What if they eliminated Joe Mixon from scoring? What if they continue to uh Again, not the third quarter has been their Achilles heel all season long. You talk about the Pittsburgh game. You talk about the New England game. What if they stopped them running the ball and they hold them to a field goal? Don't you think Tennessee would have won the game?
0: I do, but here's my thing on that.
1: So now here's my thing.
0: You- D, I, I don't know a single defense in the league that can stop if, if 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 you were to tell me every single defense in the league could hold their opponent to one touchdown a game, I would take that defense every week of the every day of the week because that's oh, just unheard of in today's game it's only holding them to one touchdown like that's incredible san francisco, it, like Francisco, green bay yeah that like that's that's the thing i like, i feel bad for green bay's defense because their offense didn't come through the, uh, san francisco did not score an offensive or a defensive touchdown they scored their one touchdown on special teams i get that that's kind of an oddity but that's the thing it's like if we are the
1: defense okay. in those games which means defense can win championships because that's exactly what San Francisco did against Green Bay. They won it defensively. And, David, you know who I really blame? Todd game? Downing? You know, I, I blame it on? No. You're going to say no one. You, no, I'm going to I'm gonna blame somebody. I hope you agree with me. Mike Sherman.
0: You're going to have to uh, expound on that one a little bit for me.
1: Mike Sherman was the former head coach for the Green Bay Packers in 2000-2005. I actually competed against Coach Sherman. You know why I blame uh, Coach Sherman for this game?
0: Was there some philosophy or strategy that he put forth that you saw utilized in no. this one?
1: Well, let, let me just say this. Well, Coach Sherman, he when he went to Texas A&M in 2007, you know, he took that job. He got uh, ousted out of Green Bay, so he went back to the collegiate level. He's a great college coach. And from 2007 to 2011, he went back to Aggieland, took the head coaching job. He was the offensive coordinator down there years prior to getting uh, to AM. But he ends up hiring this guy that really has made both of our lives miserable these last few days. And you know who this guy that he hired? Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. And do you know the quarterback who was the quarterback coach at Texas AM at that time? And they had a young player. Uh, he's now the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. You know who that is? Yeah, Ryan and Zach have a history. Ryan together. and Zach.
0: They also they played have together, a history together. Played and coached together exactly. in Miami. Exactly.
1: And do you not think that this coach knows his tendencies? You, you ever notice? You ever go back? Do you remember the Super Bowl was at two thousand? It was a two thousand two season, so that would be in two thousand three between the Raiders and the Buccaneers.
0: I do. That's actually one of the first ones that I think I remember majority of the game for. What do you remember about that
1: game? I remember that Brad Johnson, they absolutely dismantled the Raiders. You know why? John Gruden was the head coach in 2001. Uh, he was, uh, well, he was there for about four years. In Oakland. he knew well, that was what they were, the Oakland Raiders back then. And you know what happened? He played the role of Rich Gannon. He knew all of his tendencies. Do you think that, Zach Taylor knows a lot about Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I know he does. You think he knows his tendencies? You think he knows his weaknesses? Do you think that it's by coincidence that head coaches that have coached previous that that have coached players that have gone on to other teams they have success against those players at times? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Do you think that that could have been? It's been proven. There you go. I I think think there's a factor there. I
0: I think it was one. With that said, I still have not seen Ryan step up in these moments postseason and prove that he's able to go the extra mile. And and like again, I said you gotta have a, a somebody that can go over. It. But again, my biggest issue doesn't lie with Ryan Tannehill after this game. After taking a step back, taking everything into account, Todd Downing was outcoached. The playoffs. I mean, no, was...
1: that's not fair. That's not fair, Davey. What about? Let's give the credit to their defensive coordinator, Lou Anna. It yeah, he did. He did a, he did a great job. A he did a great job. You know why? Because his defensive line, Davey, You talk about DJ Reader. That we, we talked about how good that young player. He's a he's a great player. And we talked about their linebacker. That they got a stud. They have a stud at Logan Wilson out of Wyoming. He's a second-year pro again. Young player. David, they got some young players that can go get it. They remind me of a lot of that 1999 team that I played on at Tennessee, you know, with Javon Curse, They got some guys that can really – they can just take over a game. I don't want to say take over, but they can really be disrupted. They can, they and that's make exactly what they were. Yeah, they can make life difficult for imposing offense. They got some players. So you have to give it up for Reader. And you talk about Trey Hendrickson coming back. You know, I know he was in that concussion protocol. Again, you saw him make some great plays. So again, Eli Apple, it seems like he's resurrected his career, or what? Revitalized. I hate using the word resurrected, but he's playing better. I mean, he's been kind of the journeyman since he what uh, they ousted him out, they got him out of New Orleans and and uh, the Giants because he was so disruptive and and a lot of the off the field issues. But it looks like he's turning into that corner who was a first-round pick years ago by the Giants. So they have some playmakers, Davey, so you got to give them credit. They just I, I they came to play. They,
0: they did, but at the end of the day, this Tennessee team is more talented than the Cincinnati team. And I think we're going to look back on this in a couple of years, and we're going to realize that the Titans blew their opportunity of potentially making a Super Bowl. And this was the year, because you had the opportunity to host the Kansas City Chiefs, had you have held on that game. And if you look at it. Patrick Mahomes has not exactly performed well during his time in Nashville. I know they've been hot. It was an incredible game between him and Josh Allen, between the Chiefs and the Bills, team. but this is going to be the one that Titans fans look back on and realize, you know what? This happens, it seems like it happens once a decade, and it's just, it's it's super frustrating because we have never been able to get over the hump. You had it happen in 2000. I know you were part of that team, and I, I'm sure it sucked to lose like you all did against the Ravens. And then you go to 2008, you're like, all right, got a number one seed. The AFC championship will be here. We just got to win this game. Lose to the Ravens again. And I still think we were a more talented team. You had Chris Johnson get hurt. You had all those opportunities in the red zone you couldn't couldn't convert. And then I'm going to look back on this one, and I'm going to say if Tennessee was just able to protect the ball, they're going to win that game. And so I, I just hope I'm not having to wait till another decade and then get disappointed again. And I think that's where a lot of fans sit, Denard. And I know we've gone long on our show today, but we got a whole off season to kind of talk about this and other things. And I, I know we've not really budged on our position, but I think it did lead to some good conversation. And I, I'm with you, and I understand the coach speak, the players speak, whenever it comes to we're not, gonna, we're not going to we're not going to single out one guy, and, and that's fair. But if you're John Robinson, you do have to look at where your team has some weaknesses and you have to figure out how you're wanting to build from there. And I think if you're John Robinson, I think you realize that your quarterback, if your running game is not there, he's not capable of ultimately doing what you would need him to do to hoist the Lombardi trophy. And I like Ryan and I would love for him to figure it out because he's a guy I want to root for. I've enjoyed ever since he has taken over for the regular season in 2019. But come playoff times, he's been a shell of himself. And mentally, I don't know what type of advice you could give, but whenever a guy just doesn't perform well in those moments, it's really hard to back them for having the opportunity come again in the future whenever they've proven, all right, this is not a moment I feel confident he's going to be able to lead this team. And I just really pray that the locker room did not lose trust in Ryan after this
1: game no well if that's the case then you need to talk about 22 as well because if you look at his stats from last year and this year again one guy can't do it alone those are your money makers they, they, they didn't can't. step up
0: they they can't and do again, it alone
1: but well, no they can there's no such thing that's right you can't do it alone it's a total team effort and again congratulations to cincinnati they were 0-7 in playoff role games since the inception of that franchise in 1968 is when they started playing in 1966 is when they came into existence. Uh, so again, congratulations. They wiped that slate. <laughs> they got rid of that. And also give it up, give it up for Cincinnati. This is a good, good, good football team. And I think they're going to give the Kansas city chiefs all they can handle. And I wouldn't be surprised if history has a chance of repeating itself, because this is the third time that this organization has made the AFC Championship, and twice they've gone to the Super Bowl, 81 and 89. Unfortunately, they lost to some other guy named Joe. But this year, once again, history can be on their side, so we'll see.
0: It can. Uh, do you want to give a prediction for who's going to be in the Super Bowl because that will be the last time uh, you and I uh, likely discuss
1: it beforehand? Good. I'm going to go Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers, Cal Shannon hand the 49ers versus the Bengals, like 1981 history in 1989 (laughs) history is about to repeat itself.
0: Well, I'm going to go the exact opposite of you, Denard. I, I, while the effort from Cincinnati has been valiant, I think they are kind of like in the Titan shoes a couple of years ago where they have a great run. No one expects them to be there, but they ultimately run into the Chiefs, who are red hot, and they are just not going to be stopped. And so you're going to have the Chiefs. I say they win this game by two touchdowns. They're going to get revenge for that loss in Cincinnati earlier in the regular season, and then I do think that the six-game losing streak by the Rams to the 49ers finally stops. I think Sean McVay gets back into the Super Bowl, and then you got a game between the Rams, which will be. More than likely in Inglewood, I don't see that game venue being changed. But you'll have the Rams taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, I
1: hope they don't come to Dallas again. May yeah. freeze over. Yeah.
0: yeah, but we will. Uh, we'll be able to talk uh, that <laughs> matchup uh, next week and see who's actually going to be in the Super Bowl. And we will have a couple weeks for that. But that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network, and as always tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com.